0: By for action. Greenhill, Green I am on a battle, battle station. station. Anything can happen in the next hour. <laughs>
1: Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Polaroid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
2: Uh, Steve, oh, uh, I know I can't talk when it comes to pronouncing things right, and that you're American, and your country is fucked up with the Queen's English, but the name of the podcast is The Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. So, so can we go again? Remember, it will be the paranoid squirrel writing you a check. I mean, good luck trying to get money out of a non-existent company. Right, are we ready?
1: Sit yourself down. Strap yourself in as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
2: You all, let's get straight into it with Bulletproof Lovers, and I am my radio.
0: They always say, if you're going to aim, you better shoot for the heart, and nine times out of ten, it always works. Truth lover, baby.
2: That track on Ghost Highway Recordings as a limited 7 inch, which was taken from the up and coming Shoot to the Heart LP, which is a follow up to the band's 2014 self titled debut. On the strength of the single and the aforementioned debut, I most definitely will be getting my grubby little mitts on the newie when it hits the real and virtual record stores. Hopefully, this week's show. Won't be as panic driven as it was last week. Yes, embarrassingly I forgot to play any Turbo Negro, which obviously I will rectify right now, brothers and sisters, with hot for Nietzsche. <laughs> right was our trip up to Fordham Park last Saturday afternoon to see the phobics do their thing. Unfortunately, when Mrs A and I arrived at our local train station for the short 20 minute trip up to New Cross we discovered that all the trains were fast from Lewisham to London Bridge bypassing St John's and New Cross and even with smartphone apps going 10 to the dozen, we weren't going to get there in time. So we did what any self-respecting music fan would do headed straight for the pub. <laughs> Weeks ago, GBH's live album Dover Showplace 1983, which obviously was recorded at Dover Showplace in 1983. It's as fast and furious as only GBH can be. Last time I saw them was up at the Dome Tufnell Park around 1993 when their drummer was Joseph Fish Montanero, who I'm afraid drum so fast that Colin had to skip every other line on Gimme Fire just to keep up. My reacquaintance with GBH is therefore long overdue. Anyway, tacked on to the end of the CD are two demo tracks, Drugs Party in 526 and Vietnamese Blues which would be recorded properly for the City Babies Revenge album. I always like hearing demo versions. Maybe not at the end of a live album. On an expanded studio release would probably be better. However, beggars can't be choosers. On to the latest fan finance crowdfunded news. One thing that does rankle me is when a crowdfunded album gets reviewed in the press before the people who have actually paid for it ...have heard it. I mean, filthy lucre has already changed hands, so it's not as if we're going to need swaying one way or the other into parting with our hard-earned cash. Unfortunately, last great dreamers have fallen into this category with their transmissions from a Bolivian album, which I received ahead of my pledge copy. I won't hold it against them for too long, because selfishly, I got to hear it before anybody else... Now, the band's last album, Crash Landing in Teenage Heaven, which was recorded between 1995 and 1997, only came out in 2014, with the band's debut album, Retrosexual, released way back in 1994. This makes Transmission from Oblivion, Last Great Dreamers first new music for 22 years so how does it stack up in 2016 well really well to be honest luckily the band haven't come back with a new musical direction but at the same time they don't sound dated i did wish all the tracks to be of a dope school speed which is one of the two tracks that i have already heard along with with everybody else obviously this isn't the case there are some sort of melancholy songs which fit in really well transmission almost dare i say it comes across as a concept album sadly for me the band's London date to promote said album clashes with my date with sharks up at the borderline 30th seems to be a bit of a bottleneck regarding gigs Headline Maniac and the Class of 76 at the Dublin Castle meaning my damned hot rod sleeve will have to wait even longer for Steve Nichols's signature Johnny Moped down in Brighton Amoritz at the Black Heart and of course Last Great Dreamers up at Nambuka for Weird Sin at least I've got the Last Great Dreamers new album to soothe away the pain this is the first track, Oblivion Kids.
1: I wanna be with the Oblivion Kids. I wanna be with the Oblivion Kids.
2: Talking to sharks as we were, their GoFundMe campaign sadly reached the required amount to get the shark mobile on the road, but enough was raised to promote and fund the band's current tour, which kicks off tonight up at the Bedford Square. tonight being the 10th of September, future listeners before taking in Bilson, Wimborne Minster, Southampton, Lewis and ending up at the Borderline, where as you know, I will be. The band, if you need reminding consists of core members, Chris Spedding, Steve Snips, Parson and Nick Judd, who are joined by Paul Cook from the Sex Pistols of the Professionals on Drums, with Toshi from Hey Hello on Bass. Also on the 30th the Sharks are releasing their brand new single, One Last Thrill, which uh, sounds like this. <laughs> Radio Birdman's Dennis Tech's latest solo album, Mean Old Twister, will be released by Citadel Records on, guess the come on I dare you, yep, 30th of September. The follow up to 2013, Detroit again features drummer Rick Parnell, who's best known for his work with Spinal Tap, which uh, I'm not sure is a good thing to brag about, with bassist Bob Brown who has worked with Dennis since the 1992 Australian tour to support the Take It To The Vertical album. Even Radio Birdman bandmate Rob Younger stepped in to supervise with the mix. Standout tracks include the straight-ahead high-powered guitar rocker's burned black and prison mouse with comanche a shimmering surf instrumental which sounds like dennis has been listening to the shadows apache rather too much Uh, he even manages to sneak in a rolling stone style ballad called table for one with free at last and all acoustic diversion from the electric guitar attack that i would have had was the last track and not the penultimate but what do i know On last week's show, whilst I was, unlike me, playing three, if not four, songs back-to-back, I was tidying up my external hard drive, making room for it, as I had a couple of warnings saying that I was verging on overcapacity. I found a folder marked Burnt CD. In it, amongst a multitude of other folders, one marked Chelsea Smiles caught my eye. Now, I have all the band's releases, the Nowhere to Ride EP, the 36 Hours Later, and the self-titled album. Opening the folder... I found five tracks by Todd Youth. Heartaches. Now Todd youth's heartaches were around in about 2005 and comprised of obviously todd youth uh, on guitar and vocals sam yaffa on bass who at this time was in the uh, new york dolls and danny young on drums who had just left lucifer the three demos nothing to lose chatterbox and something's got a Gib," were available on the band's myspace page although danny and sammy didn't play on them the other two tracks were nothing's wrong and news for you and seemed to be from an album called An External Equinox. So I sent both Sammy and Danny the tracks in question to see what the score was. Sammy couldn't get us to play, but Danny came straight back with the backstory. The songs were recorded in the living room stroke studio of Derek O'Brien, the former drummer from Social Distortion. They also rehearsed in North Hollywood, where Guns N' Roses had also practiced. Eagles of Death Metal were rehearsing in the studio next door with Josh Hom on drums. Danny thinks he thinks he'd just got married or had a kid only days earlier anyway that was pretty much that the album never materialized with todd carrying on with the chelsea smiles and sammy with the new york dolls until they both became band members in the michael Monroe band along with ginger and jimmy clark for a few months at the beginning of 2010 todd with all due respect uh, seems to always back the wrong horse going for the short haul instead of the long one as joining Danzig over the Foo Fighters and two unreleased albums are testified too. So here is news for you from Todd Youth's Heartaches. Todd is currently a member of Blood Clot, a band featuring Cro-Mags vocalist John Joseph, Joey Castillo of Queens of the Stone Age and Phil Cavanino of Monster Magnet. Expect an album out on Metal Blade in the next couple of months, a track of which I will obviously play. A band that are new to me are the old firm casuals that were kindly shoved in my direction by Glunk Records' El Supremo and uber rock scribe Dom Daley, who hopefully I'll be seeing... Um, Put in, uh, later tonight at the Black Heart for the Role Models Forest Lawn Album Launch gig, with a name like Old Firm Casuals I was thinking of Oi and Football Terrace Singalongs a quick trip over to their Facebook page had me reading that the band were three piece comprising of Lars Frigrensen Casey Watson and Paul Rivers and that been gay since 2010 who said you can't judge a book by its cover probably the same PR firm that bought us it does exactly what it says on the tin saying that though I've been a bit hypocritical towards Rancid. Clash wannabes the wore designer punk garb has been my rationale. However, on the strength of Old Firm Casual's new EP, A Butcher's Banquet, which was released in the middle of June, I might have to look at Rancid again. The Old Firm Casuals come across as Motorhead, ACDC and the cult sporting Lonsdale T-shirts, Doc Martens and red braces with a hint of 70s glam stomp rock that Judah would happily embrace. As a Slade fan... It's the final track that really did it for me with the lines, big boots that will knock you over, mutton chops like Noddy Holder. Of course, the band were over here playing Rebellion and gigs of the length and breadth of the country, none of which I knew about, let alone attended. after the old firm casuals you heard dan vapid and the cheats with gimme gimme ice cream taken from their released yesterday album all wound up which uh, if you didn't know it's a kid's record let's face it that's the kind of album you want your kids to listen to also just released is the Flesh Tone's brand-spanking new album, the band drinks for free, which is uh, something like the twentieth. Formed forty odd years ago in Queens, New York, uh, although they sound like they'd be right at home at the end of the sixties, they quickly became part of The CBGB scene with the likes of Clem Burke, Fred Smith from television, and Andy Chernoff lending their talents to the band in the studio. The band Drinks for Free is a fun album with tongues firmly in the side of their collective cheeks. To wit, Rick Wakeman's cape atones. The ...acutely aware of um, the, I wouldn't say problems, maybe difficulties is a better word, that Hey Hello have faced over the last few years. A superb idea from Ginger Wild ABBA meets the Sex Pistols that saw original vocalist and fan favourite Victoria leave the band under confusing circumstances after just one album, with her replacement Hollis resigning the day the second Hey Hello 2 record was ready to download from Pledge Music and only a matter of weeks before a nationwide tour. Then there was the debacle of some so-called fans trolling potential singers, with Ginger throwing his hands in the air and saying that he would take on the vacant vocalist role himself. Uh, I have to admit, I was disappointed when I heard this, as we already have our hero, fronting the Wild Hearts and his own Ginger Wild Heart band, and I didn't want Hey Hello to blur into the two bumping into Ginger at the Brian James gig at the 100 Club in July I said as much to him with him answering I think you'll be pleasantly surprised come Hey Hello's support gig at the Brooklyn Bowl at the end of July I was as Kat Southall one of the shortlisted vocalists was tonight Matthew the singer for Hey Hello but was she going to be the singer on the re-recorded album cards were held very close to chest with us only finding out yesterday when at 5.55 hey hello 2 the final version was ready to download from pledge music so what do i think of the new version to be honest i like them both for different reasons i wanted to completely miss the hollis version just on principle but she wasn't the only person on the album i Toshi, the rev ginger give it 100 percent and if hollis hadn't done the dirty we'd all be praising the heck out of it however she did and hey hello 2 was redone without her The final version still has 11 tracks, but uh, Automatic Love and Don't Stop Loving the Music have been replaced by All Around the World and Piggy, with the remaining tracks given a different running order. There isn't one vocalist on the final version. It seems like the whole band have been given a chance to sing. The Japanese version, or the Japanese up of body parts, genius. Cat, Emily, Lana, Laser K, Christina Maynard, Give Flynn and... Eloise Kerry have all been roped in to add some extra feminine touches. I'll probably miss somebody out. If I have, my apologies. The new album is great, if not impressive, not because of what it represents, but because Ginger has rethought great swathes of it, but then again, he seems to have left some bits untouched. Of course, I'm now going to A and B two tracks in the shape and form of Loud and Fucking Clear. <laughs> that's it for another week thank you as always for dropping by it's always a pleasure never a chore my name's Armitage and you've just been listening to episode 517 of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show until next week take it easy
0: Weetabix Breakfast gives them more than most cereals because Wheatabix is the whole wheat breakfast, the protein and energy breakfast. Wheatabix and milk, so easy to have, so good in its square meal nourishment. Start the day with Weetabix, Weetabix for breakfast.